The following is a hoop ball presentation. Yo, yo, yo! Welcome to another edition of Round Ball Ramble, hoop ball presentation. I'm your host Corbin Ford. You know where to find me, right? If you don't, at Corbin NBA on Twitter, online with the fine folks of Hoop Ball Hoop dash ball.com or on twitter at hoop ball tweets definitely make sure to check that out hope it's been a fine two days for y'all I haven't been feeling the best it's weird up and down fatigue i guess throat soreness bunch of stuff i don't think it's anything too serious but that is why we took a little bit of a hiatus yesterday of course of all the times to take a hiatus you get the time where cole anthony makes a game winner the best player on the court between the Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers is Colin Sexton. We'll get into that in a moment, but first, I do want to share with you the proud sponsor of this program and many others with HoopBall, which is Manscaped.com. Check out Manscaped.com, not only for their prized attraction, the Lawnmower 3.0, which I have to say is amazing. Uh, it's cutting edge, got a ceramic blade that is amazing for, amazing again, for going down and clearing up the nether regions, has LED lights, it can work in the shower, it can work on dry land, it's pretty good pretty much everywhere else. But Manscaped also has other great products, one of them being the Refined Cologne. Yeah, you wouldn't think of that with Manscaped, but it is an amazing scent that is, it's something special, y'all. Like, ladies, gentlemen, all that, get on this Manscaped Refined Cologne, it's a showstopper ball dropper <laughs> speaking of ball dropping uh you can also check out other products like their crop mops which i also use and are really good for you know keeping things nice and clean down there so definitely make sure to use that as well i can give you a good code here to help you out with that manscape journey go to manscape.com obviously find whatever you're looking for and put in the promo code hoopball20 h-o-o-p-b-a-l-l-2-0 to get 20 percent off your order plus free shipping again the code for that's hoopball20 h-o-o-p B-A-L-L-2-0. Get 20% off your order, plus free shipping at manscaped.com. All right, y'all, we have to talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Brooklyn Nets from two nights ago. That game was a monster game. The Cavs won 147-135 over Brooklyn, whose big three of Kyrie Irving, James... <laughs> I started with Kyrie Irving. It doesn't matter. They're all great. Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant combined for 96 points. 96 points. It was insane. It was just, I mean, it was it was a mess. Uh, Durant had 38. Irving had 37. Harden added 21. Plus, he had a little bit of a double-double, because a little bit of a triple-double, really, because he had 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 12 assists for Harden. But it wasn't enough. Why? Because the Cleveland Cavaliers' Colin Sexton had something to say about it. Now, if you think about it, this was... Um, Kyrie Irving's first game back after his seven-game, uh, he called it a pause, if you will. It was also uh, Colin Sexton's first game back. Uh, he's been out for a little bit due to injury. He had some some ankle, ankle sprain. And what is interesting about this is that, obviously, these guys are tied together um, in more ways than one. Uh, you know, Sexton was selected by Cleveland with the draft pick that the Cavs had gotten from Boston in the trade for Kyrie back in 2017. Also, this is completely kind of random here, but um, this was a... Uh, Irving's uh, second game in Cleveland, so he was traded back from the Cavs back in 2017. Really enough, he's missed each of the team's previous visits to Ohio since his debut with the Boston Celtics four years ago. So this is the second time. Isn't that... That's crazy, right? It was 
him who really made the key jumper in in game seven to really give the Cavs that win. Uh, he did get a video tribute, and the 2,000 fans that were there did give him um, a salute. So that that was cool. Um, but wow, this was uh, it was it was something it was something crazy. That was just a weird odd note. It was almost as weird as um, remember when I'm trying to remember his name now, Isaiah Thomas from Boston. He got traded to Cleveland. You know, his first game back in Boston. Uh, was actually they had the tribute moved because Paul Pierce having his jersey retirement he selfishly wanted to be all about him so then you know the 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 showing of tribute for or, um for Thomas didn't actually happen until he was a member of the Denver Nuggets which was after you know he'd been traded from Cleveland to the Lakers and that whole year and everything else so another weird time where like this weird gap in terms of missing missing play I guess you can mention Marcus Salt too who had his uh tribute video obviously without fans against Memphis for the first time since he was been gone for the last two years from when he left uh Memphis to Toronto in a trade so weird stuff anyway going back to Sexton and Irving yeah I mean you obviously realize that he was tied he was brought in with that draft pick with that trade that was sent for for Irving to get him out of Cleveland. Uh, he also wears number two, like Kyrie. He cooked Kyrie wearing Kyrie's. <laughs> yes, he did it wearing Kyrie Irving's shoes. And he's been on fire. These guys went back and forth. But guess what? Sexton had the last laugh. He made four threes, most of them over Irving. They were both scoring on each other. Defense was not the name of this game, if you didn't notice. Uh, and Irving scored, fi- I mean, not Irving, Sexton scored 15 points in the second OT. He dropped two three-pointers and fed Torian Prince for another three in basically a minute and a half. It was really crazy. Uh, he just played out of his mind. He had made an insane three-pointer to even force the second overtime. He finished with 42 points on 16-29 shooting. Uber-efficient. For the record, Irving wasn't far behind. 37 points on 15-28 shooting. But, geez louise, isn't that crazy? I mean, Sexton right now is scoring 27 points per on really good efficiency. It's something else. He's looking like a cornerstone piece for Cleveland after kind of starting off the first couple of years kind of shaky. The guy who could score but a little else. But right now, he's an elite scorer. It is really something else. Um, it, it's, I think the, the sneaky good play, though, for uh, Coach uh, J.B. Bakerstaff was really leaning on Jared Allen over Andre Drummond in the latter part of the game because Andre Drummond didn't only play three minutes in the fourth quarter and didn't really play, well, didn't really play, he didn't play at all in either overtime, but it was really good because they were able to get Twain Prince and Jared Allen who were a lot more mobile, a lot more flexible and switches and everything and worked out really, really well. But this game, yeah, it was the most watched game in NBA League Pass, like, in general. It was that good of a game. And honestly, like, I'm about to add to it because when I'm done with this, I'm probably going to go back and watch it again. Most viewed game on League Pass this season. It was it was fire. It was something else. Uh, Colin Sexton, man. Wow. And also, uh, this Cavs-Nets game was the fourth most viewed globally. So uh, they were checking it out. They, they got a lot. Uh, it, it was something else. And these Cavs, they've been plucky. They've had a lot of fight. They aren't scared. They aren't scared of the moment. They weren't scared of this Brooklyn Nets team, which is good because they're going to play them again uh, tonight. <laughs> but they really were ready for that action. They were about that life, and it showed. Uh, and yeah, what an explosion for Sexton. He's been out for two weeks off that ankle injury. Isn't that wild? Yes, it's it's something else. Um, wow. Wow. I, I'm honestly at a loss for words. But you know what's also pretty crazy? The Atlanta Hawks. Two nights ago, beating 
the Pistons, 123-115. Not super crazy. Pistons taking another L. Okay, more at 11, right? But the Pistons were up by 17 the fourth. They were up by 15 with six minutes left. They were up by five with a minute left. And the Hawks came back and won. Clint Capella had a monstrous box score. He had 27 points, 26 rebounds, and five blocks. That's like Dikembe Mutombo numbers if Dikembe was more of a score. You know what I mean? Like, that's massive numbers. He got the, the dunk to put this game into overtime to begin with. It was insane. It was insane. Speaking of another thing that was insane, Cole Anthony grabbed the rebound going in the closing seconds against the Minnesota Timberwolves, went the length of the floor, and knocked down a three to give the Magic a 97-96 much-needed win over the Timberwolves. And now the Timberwolves, man, they are 3-10 and overall on the season with that L. And they're basically racing with the Pistons, who are 3-11 and for the rest record in the league. I mean... It's been a mess, and yeah, they haven't had season-ending injuries, but they've had everything else that you would con- use to constitute a horrible year. Um, it is, it was crushing. What else was crushing? The Spurs getting crushed one twenty-one to ninety-nine by the Golden State Warriors. Insanity. I Steph is ridiculous. If we didn't already know, he's made other players so much better. He really helped with one Andrew Wiggins, who's shooting 40% from three this year. Remember how ugly Andrew Wiggins' efficiency was from the field from three this year? Now he's up to 40%. 40%. I'm not saying he's Clay Thompson or anything, but, like, let's give the man some respect. And I think a lot of that's due to the gravity that Steph Curry command, demands. Commands. Commands. Because now he's able to get more open shots where he can really set his feet. Uh, for the record, if we're talking about uh, Kelly Oubre, because we have to bring him up, I always bring him up when I bring up Andrew Wiggins when it comes to the Warriors' wings. Yeah, about that. Not too good. Uh, 12 points and 5 rebounds. Okay, 36% from the field, 21% from 3. Yikes. And that's where Oubre is. Although, if you look at his last couple of games, uh, against the Nuggets, he was 3-8 from 3. Against the Lakers, 2-8 from 3. Against the Spurs, 2-4 from 3. It's just because he was so bad shooting the 3 that it's taking him a little bit time to round back into form. But all in all, not too shabby, Oubre. And by shabby, I mean the last couple of games. 21% from three is just awful, no matter how you slice it. All right, so as I'm recording this, uh, I'm actually recording this on the 21st. I'm watching the Lakers and the Bucks play right now. I'm putting myself, yeah, immediately dating it, but it's fine. Uh, the Bucks are just totally outclassing the Lakers, at least on the offensive end. Uh, Montrose Harrell's defensive rotation looking bad. Uh... Giannis swooped in to block a LeBron James shot that is most assuredly going to be on highlights just for a while in terms of, oh, Giannis, king me. We all know how that worked out. But that's not why I'm here. Um, I'm here to make a little bit of a rant because I am tired, absolutely tired, of unis that these teams are wearing that are not their reflective colors. I'm watching the Milwaukee Bucks, and they have their, like, blue uniforms on. I don't know what they're called. Um, But I don't like them because they're blue. It's like watching the Mavericks play right now. Like, that's not what's supposed to happen. It's not. I get it. Maybe having like an off color. I mean, if you think about the Bucks, what are you thinking? Green, right? Exactly. You're thinking green. So I just, I don't know what is, what is going on. It's, it's so, it's stupid. We're colors that are associated with you. I think Milwaukee, I think green and white. Uh, yesterday, or two days ago, I guess, from this point, it was the Suns and the Rockets playing. And the Rockets wore blue. And the Suns had black. And it was like watching two totally different teams going at it. It wasn't like watching the the Suns and Rockets. It was it was like watching the Kings and the Spurs. I mean, okay, the Suns have like a little bit more okay, so they're um the Valley jerseys they had on. So it's that 
kind of black background with like the middle with having like that's Arizona sunset which almost I guess the best way I can describe is like those old um, Denver Nuggets kind of colorful mountain Rockies kind of uniforms it's like a mix between those two but even then I have to compare it to old school Denver Nuggets another team that had a different color scheme for why are we doing this do a variation on the design how you spell the name maybe where you place it but the colors the colors now I mean we're gonna have what next thing we know we're gonna have the Lakers wearing wearing white and green a green Lakers jersey are you kidding me green and blue there you go green and blue it's the most random color combinations it just it it continues to escape me in terms of the logic of that okay let's make the uniforms like they were when you think of a team when you think of the Bulls you think of red and white right think of the Mavericks you think of some blue and white maybe green and white right Lakers purple and gold form form blue and gold simple Clippers who cares I'm just kidding but like who cares? I mean, they can do black and white. I don't, I don't really care. It's Clippers. I'm just saying, I don't understand that. It's like the Spurs. The, the Spurs, they showed you what a, what a nice one is. You want to do an ode to like the old times? Do like the Spurs Fiesta jerseys. Those are fire. You want to do something crazy that's not the best? I'm, I'm trying to think of a jersey that's just horrific. Oh, the Rockets pinstripes back in there. Remember when everyone in the 90s was doing pinstripes for NBA games? That It, it just made zero sense. And the Rocket was so cartoonish and over-the-top weird. Yeah, that's what that was. Like, no. That's my rant. Come on. Don't fix something that isn't broken. Because in trying to fix it, guess what you do? You break it. That's what the NBA is starting to do with their, with their jerseys. That's what teams are trying to do. They're breaking it. Keep what works. Keep that great design and don't make it different don't make it so i'm disoriented watching why are the bucks playing in a blue Mavs uniform you know if you're gonna do that go all the way embrace total chaos let's have the bucks blue versus the Mavs blue and just not know what the heck we're watching Mavs fans could have their fantasy of Giannis joining the Mavs except he won't be playing with luca but i'm just saying it's just stupid this rant's stupid that's stupid let's be better y'all let's be better we have some birthdays to kind of go into that's something i definitely want to get back to doing i've dropped the ball on that many nba players uh if your birthday happened between the start of the season and now i apologize because i dropped the ball there but going over the last two day two days we've had a few really just headline and pros um one let's just start with the 20th Ron Harper, remember him playing with the Cavs, the Bulls, the Lakers, won a couple of rings, played 15 years in the league. His birthday uh, occurred. He is, is man, it's crazy when you think of the Bulls. And just like the 90s weren't, it doesn't seem that long ago. I mean, depending on like when you were born. But then you like get their age now and you're just like, geez, Louise, Ron Harper, 57? A guy I remember, well, I barely remember watching. He was like an old vet when I was little, but almost 60? Are you kidding me? That's crazy to me. That's just straight up crazy to me. But he is indeed 57, so definitely happy birthday to him. Nick Anderson is 53. Nick Anderson, longtime Magic player. Uh, Sadly, I think what he's most um, really remembered for is missing those four consecutive free throws in the game one of the 1995 NBA Finals, which is a shame because he was a really solid shooting guard for the Magic for a number of years. And this is a little bit of, well, not even trivia for you here. But again, Nick Nick Anderson was drafted. um, He was the first overall pick from the Orlando Magic. Picked 11th in the 1989 NBA Draft. Uh, he played most of his 13-year career with the Magic. So, uh, 10 years, from 1989 to 1999. Then he played two years in Sacramento, 
uh, was a member of the, of, of uh, a few uh, deep title runs with them, uh, even though he fell off a cliff from 2000 to 2001, and ultimately his final year at age 34 was with the Grizzlies. But another guy who played for a while, Bailey Howell, may not remember him, an uh, old-school vet, played with the Celtics, won a bunch of championships in the 60s. Chris Morris, uh, Ford, who, you know, didn't really, he was a serviceable guy. Let's just say that. Uh, with the New Jersey Nets, had a couple years with the Phoenix Suns, uh, his final year. Uh, David Rivers, a backup guard from the Los Angeles Lakers in the 80s, had a much better career overseas. Uh, um, a current player that we all know, uh, Tyler Hero. Yeah, Tyler Hero's just 21. Congratulations, he can drink now. That's fun. Now we go on to, to yesterday. I was That was two days ago. Yesterday we have Hakeem Olajuwon. Yes, Hakeem the Dream. The 18-year vet, Hall of Famer, one of the greatest Houston Rockets ever, arguably the greatest ever, depending on how you feel about um, Moses Malone. But Hakeem Olajuwon is 58. Another guy, it's like, wow. That's just crazy to me. Detlef Shrimp, a long-time kind of Swiss Army knife point guard. I mean, not point guard, small forward, who had a a good ball-handling ability, played with the Pacers, uh, played with the Mavs played he had a, a couple supersonics as well he had a couple of, of really strong years kind of a do everything guy he's also 58 uh great german small forward there uh 610 just really solid he stretched all the way up to his final year with the trailblazers even then as an old school vet who really helped uh with that bench that was so deep you got to give some 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 love to that portland team in 2000 uh clifford ray uh power forward who played in the 60s and 70s didn't really do a whole lot. He was he was involved in a big trade for Nate Thurmond in in ultimately in 1975, and that was uh, the trade that actually led um, the Warriors to the championship that year uh, behind Rick Barry. So he played uh, 10 years in the league from 1971 to 1981 uh, with just Chicago and Golden State. You know, serviceable big man, uh, seven points, eight rebounds, and two assists a game, 58% shooting. Uh, once blocks started getting being counted, he averaged about a block a game. Really solid guy for him. Uh, and yeah, those are your birthdays over the last few days. We'll kind of definitely keep up with that and and stay monitored on that and show some you know NBA history. That's what round ball rambling is. A round ball rambles is about. We just show love to the game, not just stuff that happened uh, you know today. All right. Well, later on, I will have a guest coming up in the future, returning guest. Uh, you know him, you love him, Mr. Justin Matcham. So definitely look forward to that. But uh, that's all I got right now. Follow me on Twitter at CorbinNBA. Follow HoopBallHoop-Ball.com on Twitter at HoopBallTweets. Manscaped.com, y'all remember that. For that uh, 20% off plus free shipping, Manscaped.com. That code, HoopBall20, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0. Again, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0 uh, to get that special discount there. For that, I am out. You know how I am. I am Frosty. Y'all say Frosty. And I will talk to y'all tomorrow. All right, y'all. <laughs> this has been a Hoop Ball presentation.